Welcome to the Dead Pair Podcast, energized by KLMO Game Boy US, with your hosts, Jason Rambo and Sean Alley. Coming in hot with the 411 on all things sporting clays. Your go-to source for information, education, and entertainment from the new shooter to the seasoned competitor. Oh, I'm a junkie, man. I want to play with the buttons. He just I, likes to throw people under the bus. Oh, right. You're not used to that yet. <laughs> That's part of the show. Does your brain hear what your mouth is saying? Hey, I'm going to call Dave when the podcast is over and ask him what half the words are. Let's rapid fire. Let's do the hot seat. Let's get her done. Often imitated, but never duplicated. And now... It's showtime! Oh, wait, that's the wrong podcast. I was like, what is going on? I was about ready to reach over there and smack him. Oh, yeah, the Dead Pair Podcast, energized by KOMO Game Boy US. Welcome back, David Radulovich, for part two. What's up, Mr. Large in charge? I, I'm just still kind of baffled at what just happened yeah. with the music in the background. I'm like, where, what is he doing? That was the intro to David and Kaylee's podcast. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's why I was like, wait, what? Uh, yeah. I was like, this guy's either trying to steal my music or he's trying to throw me off the game. <laughs> Probably a little bit of both. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Well, hey, listen, we left off at a, uh interesting spot. Critical juncture. Critical yeah. juncture. But we kept everybody on the edge of their seat. Oh, you did. But anyway, um, Bill McGuire, I forget what year it was when he won the national championship. He won, like, almost all of the regionals yeah, and the national championship. Um, the year that you won the PSEA tour, you won almost all of them. Yeah. You know, you were able to bring it back every time. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just per station. It was per tournament. So, it's like you – Obviously found a way, you know, here we go again with the zone thing, but you obviously found a way to bring back that focus every single time. So what is it? What you just asked me is kind of in a way what I really, it's the only thing that I'm unsure about myself on and uh, has to do with who people are as competitors I recognize that right now I don't care about winning. Like I don't care to win. Doesn't, which also means I don't care about losing. You know, that's we should really phrase it that way, um, because winning is fun, but also to me losing is fun. See, this is where this is where Wendell said you're dangerous. Yeah, because but you don't care. I really don't. And there's so many guys that do, and yeah. I'm one of those guys. Yeah, and but see, it's also a problem that I have because what happens is because I don't care, I don't, I literally am at a chemical disadvantage when I'm shooting. You know, like because I don't care, I don't have the adrenaline and you need that. And so I don't know if it's a strength that I know about myself that if I care about a shoot, I probably am going to win it. And if I don't care about a shoot, I'm probably not. And I'm just as fun. I'm just as happy enjoying the shoot. You proved that in November. 
yeah, last year at the Cardinal sure. Center. Yeah, two days straight of 72s, and I had the most fun I had oh in about God. two years. <laughs> and I've told everybody, I've told everybody that listen, and, you know, I think Christian Crawford even said it is, you know, we were really looking forward to that. Yeah. Because we thought it'd be like a little mini lesson, yep. you know, shooting with David. And the only thing we learned is how to perform for the circus. So, yeah, pretty much. But see, what you probably learned there was maybe more valuable than that because you learned that it's important to love the game. Yep. Yep. I, was, I saw David. That's very well said. Yeah, yeah. I saw David actually having fun. I mean, he had a smile on your face the whole time. Literally I don't think the he, whole time. I don't think he ever I stopped. No. Yeah. I had, I mean, I think about that shoot now and I still smile. It's so much fun. Yeah. But what I was getting at is like, is it, is it a dis, is it a strength that I know my weakness or do I need to fix my weakness? Like, is it, is it good that I know that about myself and that I accept that about myself and I enjoy the game when I lose? Or being a competitor, do I need to learn how to fix that and make it to where I can want to win any shoot and win it? What's you wanna, better? You want a blatant and, answer from me? Yeah. Are just it's, all people different? I don't know the no, answer to that question. No, it's two things. It's number one, I, I agree with Wendell. I think it's dangerous. Yeah. I think you're dangerous to your competitors because you don't care. And so many people pull into a facility for a tournament that care a lot. Yeah. Maybe way more than they should. Uh, and the second thing is, is it really pisses everybody off because you can have a better score having fun than most people can trying. <laughs> well, so. sometimes, yeah, The uh, to answer your question on how I do that or how anybody does that, you know, win a bunch of shoots in a year, Joe Finisi is the one doing it right now. Um it's literally different for every person. I mean, how yeah. I do it is not how Joe, Fini- you know, I I would love to personally interview Joe Finisi if he would feel comfortable answering the questions I would ask him because they're going to be very revealing, you know, yeah. and I don't know if, you know, if I would not want to show him, I would not want to, I want to respect his game as a competitor, and if he doesn't want people to know what he does, I wouldn't want to ask those questions. And this is one, one of the questions I would love to ask him. Do you care about winning or losing? Because I feel like he does, which is um, he wants to win. And he's so smart that he, he fig- which for me is a disadvantage, but for him is an advantage. Yeah, And I think that's what's so cool about this sport and about just human beings is that we can be 180 degree polar opposites yeah. and both things work. Well, and it's about finding out how you work or how you operate yeah. and making it work. Right. Yeah. He really figured out how to make it work. And when you get to the point where you're win, you know, like Joe Finese right now, uh, Derek Mine last year, Zach Kimebaum the year before, uh, me the year before that, I think that was when that was, and Bill McGuire, who at Wendell Cherry, you know, when um, we all have those years. And, um, guaranteed if somehow they knew what they were doing every answer would be different i can tell you that for me it was that i've gone through a lot of different phases in my life of that Mm -hmm. that that year for me was it was um kind of like just totally lost in self-discovery of what i can do you know Mm -hmm. like experimenting with different moves and trying to change my game and holy cow, this works really good, and then getting the confidence in that. And it was a very internal thing for me, and it kind of like had byproducts that were really good. Yeah. You know, um, 
And then that one in that same year was that U.S. Open with uh, Wendell and Ann. But um, that was not about me. But, yeah, it would be a cool question to ask those guys. But you got to have to ask them while it's happening. Yeah. You know, because. You'd have to get them in the moment. Yeah, yeah because that's, it's hard for me to remember that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Well, Sean, you had some really good questions about frustration. Yeah, I mean, you know, let's let's dive into the darker side of the sport. Yeah. I know we've all basically been there, done that at almost every level of the game. And maybe not so much at your level, David. But when you go to a tournament, like for me, it's very important that I start well because I feel that sets the tone for the yeah. day, right? I have had good tournaments where I started off badly, like the first two or three stations struggled and then got in the groove and went. And that works fine, but typically it's like, you get into that mindset. It's like, man, what's wrong? What am I doing wrong? What am I, why do, why am I not seeing the targets? Why do I feel disconnected? What, you know, why, 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 why? And I constantly ask myself, question myself, what am I doing wrong? What did I, you know, am I just not taking the time? What's going on with me? Yeah. And so you get into that mindset where a couple times I've been in the mindset, well, screw it. I'll just call this tournament expensive practice. Yeah. Right. Um, and I've had it work both ways. Uh, I was at a Ducks Unlimited shoot when I was in, I think, B class. And I started off really terrible. Like, by the fourth station, I'm like, well, I can just hang this up and I'm done. Right? Yeah. And after that, I think what it did is it relaxed me and got me out of my head, so to speak. And then I immediately started shooting like I was on fire. Sure. And I, I ended up with like a, I don't know, like an 81 or 82. Not a, not a great score by any means, but a fantastic score for me at that point in my career. And I thought, even at the end of that tournament, I told uh, my buddy JD, who was shooting with me, I said, well, somebody's going to run, you know, a high 80 score or something in this class because that seemed like it was easy. And it wasn't easy. Yeah. It was just I got my mind right. Yes. What do you do? I mean, I know that experience is the best teacher, and I know the more and more you shoot, the better you become to handle that pressure but you know for guys getting into the game um you know we've seen it we've done it we've been through it you get that frustrating point you you're, you're throwing shells you're you're angry you're, you're storming off you're you're by yourself your your team your squad members are picking up that negative mojo from you and you don't want to yeah. you don't want to be that guy but that's where you are i mean how how do you suggest people deal with it how do you deal with it david i would be completely honest uh, right now in my game, I don't even deal with it. Like it just—it's not a thing I suppress. I just don't get it. Okay. And I don't say that to brag. I just don't. It, you know, like that's just. I but I think it's because of what I worked at. I mean, I'm not gonna say that I never got mad, right, or frustrated. But you know, did I tell the story on here where I got yelled at by the referee and I looked like an idiot for 30 you, minutes? You like told that on behind the break. Uh, that was hilarious. Yeah. I mean, I would felt like an absolute idiot because I, you know, I was a 17 year old kid and dutched a whole peg of feet task and threw my shells out onto the field as far as I possibly could. And the referee asked me to put my gun down and please, sir, go pick up those shells and shut down the whole tournament until I went and picked them up. And <laughs> They were red and the grass was green and I'm colorblind and I was, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> really searching for him. Yeah. So. But you know what I, I'm, I mean? I you, know exactly what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And, but, but you have to understand it's all, it can, it's such a delicate thing and it comes in and out because it has to do with, are we riding through life or are we controlling it? Mm -hmm. Like, um, are, are we 
for example, like you said, you just, you know, let's take, for example, that you're, when, when you, sh- the 92 that you, shortly after that, were you able to maintain really good shooting or did you feel like your shooting performance went down? Uh, the very next tournament, it went through the meat grinder. Yeah. And, and then sh- before that moment, did you ever struggle with fr- frustration? Uh, what do you mean before the moment? I mean, I shot really good the tournament previous to that. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, if you drew a line through your shooting mm-hmm. between the, the whatever you would consider your breakthrough moment to be, and on the on the left side of the line, which be would be prior to, rate on 1 to 10 how, how easily you would be frustrated, and then on the right side of the line, rate 1 to 10 how easily you would be frustrated. Well, I'm going to change it a little bit as far as timeline goes because in A class starting the year last year, I won the first two tournaments. Yeah. And then I couldn't even completed competed in E class Yep. the rest of the year up until that state tournament. Yeah. Shot really good at the uh, fee task and then stunk it up the rest of the weekend. So, wow. Um, I guess I never really thought about how I felt. Um. Feelings are important, Jason. <laughs> Jesus, you sound like a wife. Um, <laughs> we're going deep here, Sean yeah. Alec. No, I'm not touching that. We're one. going deep. I'm not touching that. <laughs> we're going deep. Um, uh, I don't. You, man, I don't know. Um, let me let me interrupt and say something real it. quick. Let me yeah. let me interrupt and say something, please, because I'm stuck. So, again, I think experience, yeah, has a lot to do with how you deal with the frustration because. Mm-hmm. We started shooting in 2017. We thought we were good shots. We mm-hmm. went to our first tournament and realized, hey, whoa. We yeah. suck. We're not as good as we thought we were. And No, I, we I, sucked. And I think that's based on the experience at that time. We'd been shooting regular club targets, which yes. aren't tournament targets. And for any of you guys out there listening, you know what we're talking about if you've started off in just going out once a month with your buddies and shooting the regular or club targets. Or shooting a charity shoot. Or, and, yeah, charity know. shoot. And then you go to an NSCA registered target, a tournament, and then you see those targets, you're like, Okay, some of these are similar, but then some of these I've never seen before, or I don't know how to deal with them, or it's fast, or it's far, or whatever. And I remember that all of us kind of fed off each other. Yeah. And if one person was doing badly, it seemed like the rest of us would start to do badly. Yeah. Jason was one of those guys, and I'm not picking on you, Jason, but he's an emotional guy. Yeah. And he's very passionate about what he does. And I know that he was probably the worst out of our group as far as getting frustrated when he wasn't doing well. And it you could see it physically on him. It would yeah. manifest yeah, yeah. on himself. I mean, he would just be sour, shaking his head, throwing shells, things like that. I mean, frustrated. You could mm-hmm. see it. And as time has gone on, and I've, I've done it too. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not, again, I'm not picking on you, Jason. That's, that's not it. No, I know you're not. Um, but as time has gone on and we've shot more and more and more and more you kind of step away from the the emotion of shooting and again it's just like when i started shooting i'd amp myself up before you know like a football game or something you figure out the things that are a detriment to your shooting Mm -hmm. and if you are able to you fix that and you move on and you become better for it so like in my life i've shot i don't know like fourteen thousand registered targets right yeah You've probably shot a hundred thousand or more. Yeah, no, I think about ninety some. Okay, so yeah. you're you're close, but I, I would love to see myself eighty thousand targets from now. Yeah, 
because I know that I'll have grown. Much and different. I'll, right. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a key there, I think, for most people to realize, and we're all impatient human beings. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when you go out there and you start shooting registered tournaments and if you're getting frustrated, it might not be because you're a bad shooter. It's just because you lack the experience. Yeah. And that's something that you can only so, learn as you get far enough down the line. Right. Yeah. So a couple things there. I had a revelation two years ago. Um, you know, Sean talked about me getting mad throwing shells. Now I would, I'd throw them in the bucket. I wouldn't throw them mm-hmm. out in the yard. No, but what I was trying to say is you physically, you could yeah, see no, you were physically upset. You were absolutely. Mad. And yeah. I, I, and, and I know what you're saying, Sean. So pencils wouldn't have erasers if people didn't make mistakes. Yeah. Our biggest learning curve comes from our mistakes. Mm-hmm. Every mistake I ever made was my biggest teacher. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That being said, that developed a question for you, David. Would you say you've learned more from accomplishing the big win, the big number you put up, or did you learn more from your misses and your losses? Because this is an interesting question, and, and, but, and I don't mean to stop you. Because a guy that doesn't care if he wins or loses, I want to know what your learning curve was. I want to know That's what very good your revelation was. Yeah, You started off at 10 years old with the best mentor you could have mm-hmm. showing you the best way he could. Yeah, And so he controlled a lot of your emotions. But now here you are, almost 20 years later, and you don't care if you win or lose. But... I want to know what was more educational to you, your wins and your hits on those big targets or whatever, or was it from your losses and your misses? Uh, okay, so... Did I phrase that question? Yeah, you right? did, okay. yeah. And actually, the way that you defined it was really helpful because it was it made it a totally different question. Okay. Um, so when... I, I'm not saying this from a perspective of... Just the reality of it was when I was that age, I like didn't lose, and uh, I mean, I would basically almost every U.S. Open, national championship, world championship was I would win, and so I didn't. I would win my age group, mm-hmm. um, and uh, but I personally didn't look at it as I. Th- I think why I don't care about winning or losing is because of that. Because I won all those shoots, it was kind of like whatever. And I never even looked at it as, um, and I still to this day don't. Uh, In fact, I just, for the first time in five years, and I showed you in the parking lot, I, I I pulled my world championship trophy out of storage. Because, Which is amazing. I know. Because I wanted, I, I just needed cool looking decoration in our lot at Cypress Creek. And um, so because I won all those shoots, I didn't have like, okay, I lost this one. What did I do wrong? To me, it was just like all about, um, number one, I didn't compare myself against those other kids. I didn't care if I won or lost that. Because mm-hmm. that's not why I was there. I was shooting on the squad with Wendell, and I was 10 or 11 years old. And to me, I wanted to beat him. And if I beat him, I won the whole thing, which didn't happen. He made me this deal. If I ever beat him, he'd give me a parazzi, and he never paid up. So. <laughs> still <laughs> yeah, waiting on that. But maybe he got me my contract with a parazzi, so I guess that You're still counts. waiting on your high tech for yeah. Christmas, huh? Yeah. 
But um, but no. So I never filtered it through a win or a loss. What I really filtered it was was just a. Um, I just got very good at being very taking ego out of a self analysis and analyzing just the performance, and not being blind to problems because I think I'm good at something that I'm not. That's where ego can be a problem. Like if if I say like. If you, how many people that are professionals in this sport that you could sit down? And I'm not saying this because I know the answer. I'm saying we need to know the answer. Sit them down and and just be able to say, truly, what what are you really bad at? And mm-hmm. I'm not talking mechanically. I'm talking about your personality. I'm talking about your health. I'm talking about you know. Can they answer all those questions very honestly? Uh, if they can, that's a very self aware person. And I bet you their learning curve is very high. I also bet you that Joe Venezes is very is one of those people. Yeah. Um, I would bet you that Anthony is one of those people. Wendell's one of those people. Um, you know, the uh listen to the way people talk about themselves and, and yeah. if they're you can tell. Um so yeah, I guess that answers your question. I don't know if yeah. it really does. Um literally I give my students homework to go goof off at a tournament. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I make them not. I don't say it like that, but I make them pick a tournament they want to go to for fun and for social reasons and to, to enjoy time with their friends. And then uh, we we started off by like in our talks. I was like, I want you to tell me the shoots that you want to win. And if you tell me all of them, that I want yeah, you to that, tell that's me that's not a good answer. Yeah, I want you to tell me the ones that you what gets you pumped to think about winning. That those are the ones that we're going to work to win. Uh, and also, I don't. Whoa, that's not going to be good on the recording. I don't. Uh, I don't tell every student this. I just tell the ones that I can tell that that I notice they've lost how to have fun. Yeah, those are the ones that need to do that because. And you, there's a lot of pros. I'm going to call them out. Tom C does not know how to have fun. Really? <laughs> yes, he is way too serious. And I've met in the middle of a. And he's one of my best friends, and I love him to death. But I cannot pay that guy to come to shoot a tournament with me and just have fun. Yeah, he would never do what you did at the night no. shoot. I no, uh, like I he did. I kind of got him to one time. One time. Okay, it's the only time I've ever. Uh, I would. I would really want to know. Like, I would love to go uh, go out and do that with every pro, and just. I want to see how hard it is for them. I know everyone will be able to do it, but I would—I bet you there'd be some that would have resistance to it because it's hard. Yeah, well, yeah, because you're—you're basically unprogramming. Yes, you're programming. Yes, the and, title of a shoot. Yeah, will determine how much they can goof off because yeah. of what they put into it. Yeah. If it okay, let me put, let me explain what I just meant by that. Uh, no, I know exactly. If it if it's you know Kentucky Fried Open at some local. They're going to goof off and have fun, yeah. even if it is registered targets. Yeah, but if it's a regional, if it's a northeast regional, they're not goofing. No, well, I, you're not no. going to pay them to goof off. They ain't going to happen. Neither am I, because out of the respect for my contracts and my sponsors and the people I care right. about, I'm not going to waste their time and yeah. money. You right. Know? But and this goes back to my point, and I think we all three of us kind of missed it a little bit, even though I'm the one who brought it up. Um, we do this game because it's fun. Yeah, you better if you don't. Sean, quit. you make your living. Making signs, vehicle wraps. You do phenomenal work, David. 
You're a coach. You make your living by coaching. Mm-hmm. We do this game because it's fun, but it's too easy to get caught up in everything that we talk about on these podcasts, everything your coach teaches you, and then you go to a tournament and you've got all this buzz in your head mm-hmm. and you can't let go and have fun. You were so, and I'm going to pick on Sean for a minute. Can I do that, Sean? You can, you but I'm going to pick on you next. You got broad shoulders. <laughs> there was, I think it was our second year of competing. Sean watched every single helpful sporting clay video that he could find. Okay. He became very analytical. You could see it in his movements. He wasn't fluid. He was robot-like instead of, you know, you could see it in the way he was talking. The, even in between stations, the way he was thinking, he every single thing that he had concentrated on all winter long with these videos and all these online lessons and all whatever, it was eating his head up. And I finally told him, like, dude, you got to let loose and have fun. We do yeah. this for for fun. Yeah. That's a bleep. Um, <laughs> and then he finally found that. Yeah. He went out. He worked hard. Yeah. Uh, outside of a tournament. But he finally found that fun. Mm-hmm. And still being able to compete. And I think that's where, from E-class to the very top of this game, can struggle. Would you not agree with that, David? Being able to have fun, but still being able to let all the work you've put in and all the knowledge you have in your subconscious? Yeah, and I think that's a lot of times maybe the biggest failure point for a coach. Is you stress the seriousness of it so much that you make your student lose the fun. Mm-hmm. And... um I mean, I, I, if I'm being completely honest, it, because I'm, I try to improve my teaching, I've noticed how I've done that, you know, in the past. And so, you know, you and, and it's not for the wrong reason. It's for the right reason, because you know what it takes to win a shoot as a professional. And I'm trying to instill this and explain it in a student. It's hard and, for guys like Sean and I to understand that. Yeah, and 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 so then what it by and it's and it happens non non consciously or non intendedly. Like, listen to all the podcasts of every professional, you know, on all of the podcasts. Mm-hmm. It, it's always about seriousness. It's always about analytical stuff and pre shot routines and mechanics and blah 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 blah. And so you get all these people listen to these podcasts and they think that they need to be able to go out there and think like me when they shoot to shoot good. And so then they try it and it doesn't work and it gets frustrating and then they could try it harder and think I'm not doing something right. And that you know it just creates yeah. a cyclical process. Yeah. Well, I remember so you that. were you were smiling. You said you were going to pick on me. Let's have it. Well, before I do that, I was going to say yes. I agree totally with what Jason said because I actually became my own worst enemy. Yeah. I actually started off winning the first tournament that year at Cardinal, and then I went downhill after that. Yeah. And I I shot my last tournament. I think I shot a forty-seven. Just wow. a, appalled. Yeah, I remember, I remember that now. Appalled, yeah. and I kind of had to go home and and. Take a hard look in the mirror. Yeah. It's like, why am I shooting this game if I'm miserable Yeah, while I'm doing it? And then I finally just said, you know what? I'm going to go out there. I'm just going to relax. And I'm going to do what I can do. And it progressively got better yeah. once I let go. Yeah. I'm a control freak anyways. Uh-huh. You know, I'm mean, a very type A personality type thing. And I just, you can't control that. You really need to be relaxed. You really need to be loose. I mean, it, yes, know what you're doing. Have your... Your, your, your shooting abilities checked off. But if you take it too seriously, if you focus too hard, that's just as bad as not focusing hard enough. For sure. So, 
And, and it depends on the state of mind you're in. I mean, if you're in the right state of mind, focusing at that insane amount of detail and analytic works. But the problem is when we when we get there mentally by accident and we do that thing on purpose and we get the results that we want, and then we think the only th- what, the only thing that we're aware of happening is what we did, not where we were mentally on accident. And so we try to push those that checklist of things in our head yes. through a filter every time we shoot and it doesn't work and it's yeah. frustrating. Yeah. And then and then that's where we lose the and see this is why I asked you the qu- question about drawing the line through your yeah. thing. Yeah. I still can't answer that. Well, most and you gave me the answer I was wanting to hear, which is, you know, and most people it's like and it will go in waves. That's people that's why people get really good and then they're in a slump and then they get really good and then they're in a slump because what happens is on the on the upward trend of that line they're enjoying the game and they're very present and they're not caring about the performance but then they finally get the performance that they've been wanting and they realize it's possible and so then the very next time or recently when as soon as they wake up they start to do what they're doing for the purpose of the score instead of what they were doing yeah. to get the score. And so then the scores go down and then it goes up. And when they're, when it's going down, that's where the frustration happens. And when it goes up, that's where it's, ha- that's when it's fun. Right. And so, um, that's why that process happens so much to everybody. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly right. Well, all right. So changing gears, I'm going to, I'm going to go back. Let Jason it rip big this. man. Let it rip. So, so last year, Jason was very focused on going to the nationals in, a class and not punching up to double. Yes, yeah. Oh God. So, <laughs> right before the nationals, there was a tournament. I'm not going to name the tournament. That's where I shot the 92. Yeah, yeah. And I told him I was smiling the whole it, tournament. By the way, HOA was a 95. <laughs> yeah. I about halfway through, Jason will even tell you I was smiling at him every station. And he's like, man, I'm shooting really good. And I said, I'm going to tell you why at the yeah, end of oh, this. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he had this, like, the way he presented that was like, I got this secret formula that yes. I figured out. Yes. And at the end of this round, I'm going to blow your mind. Yeah. So I, he's got me thinking, like, my station five was like, what is he talking about? Yeah. Well, Jason went into that whole thing knowing it didn't count. Th- that he wasn't going to turn his scorecard in. Yeah, exactly. And so that eliminated all the pressure. Yep. All the overthinking, yep. all the everything, and he was able to finally relax and yeah. be himself yeah. and shoot. Yeah. Now he did that unknowingly, mm-hmm. but he accomplished it. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know if you could repeat that. You know what I'm saying? Repeat that same recipe. Yeah. If you can, good for you because you'll go way way far. But I think that's a point to a lot of people. We take this game sometimes way too seriously. Mm-hmm. And you can put undue amounts of pressure on you, which affects your body, which affects your mind, which affects your vision. If you just go out there and relax, again, as long as you got the basics down, you know how to shoot, and you're you're a fairly competent shooter, sometimes the biggest detriment to ourselves is ourselves, overthinking, overanalyzing, putting pressure on yourself. I need to win this tournament. I need to take this because I need to get these punches so I can pump up to the next class, blah, 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 so on and so forth. And Jason ran that whole tournament. Super relaxed, super smooth, not a care in the world, knowing that it didn't matter. Yeah. And those were and by doing those were pretty that, tough targets, too. They, they were. They was it was a very tough target. And I I mean I think I shot in the gosh, it was either the high seventies or low eighties. Jason smoked a ninety two. I mean, yeah. he smoked me. Yeah. He really did. And uh 
at the end of it, I told him, I said, that's, I think in my belief, that's, that's why you did so well. Yeah. You were able to oh, turn absolutely. it all off. Yeah. I think that's the definition of zone. State yeah, of it's, mind. It's, 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 State of mind. It's where your feet are. God bless it. Would you not? He just. I'm editing you just learned. You just that's, learned him something he's never going to forget. Yeah, well, that's that's getting edited. It's, well, what it, what it is is like you know it is the presence, but it also is that it what like presence means you're process oriented. You can't yes. be product oriented if you're present minded. Yeah. So okay, we're talking about goals. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with you, big man. You're mm-hmm. there looking at me with a hairy eyeball. What's your goals? Not, um, okay, two part, two part. Okay. Goals for this year, mm-hmm. goals in shooting in general. I mean, like, I don't care if it's five, ten years in general, whatever. Goals for this year, goals in general. Okay, so I'm going to preface this all by saying this, and I don't want to sound arrogant. I'm not putting anybody down. But when I went to master's class, I think that opened my eyes like – I use the analogy to myself, the training wheels are off. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Because, That's a good. Yeah. Because I mean, the whole time going from E, even all the way up to double A, I was chasing punches. The, 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 the payoff was the punches and moving up to another class. Punch drunk. Punch drunk. Yeah, sure. But that's what motivated me. I want to do achieve, accomplish and move ahead. Now I'm in master class. You got to beat this guy over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I go to a national, I got to beat David and, and realistically, that's a great goal. It's a great thing to shoot for. But realistically, owning my own company, working 50, 60 hours a week, barely being able to practice a couple times a month. It's not going to happen. It's probably not going to happen unless I just right. some have divine intervention or something one day. Anyways. I'll trade you your company for the hundreds of dollars I make every year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so give me your yearly goal. So, so, so I've talked to a lot of people locally here in Ohio that – went to master class and you know some of them jason they all said the same thing like that first year they went to master class they were terrible yeah they it's like they almost regressed and they feel lost and they feel lost and i kind of felt that at the end of last year because i'm like man you know i'm not really rocking it like i was and and man i gotta compete against david and zach and anthony at the nationals and it's like do i really want to keep doing that but you know what i do I do, and I want to get better, and I think that I'm going to buckle down, work hard, keep working on the things that I can control, and I want to be as good of a shooter as I possibly can be without sacrificing so much that it hurts other things in my life. You know what I mean? I mean, I can't yes. give up my company yeah. for shooting. Yeah, uh, It's just not going to happen. Yeah, um, That's not how I pay my bills. So... <laughs> So, so with that said, yes, my goal this year is hopefully to start getting into the top five of some of the local tournaments here. Because, I mean, Ohio's got a lot of great shooters. Oh, yeah. And, and a lot of people come, a lot of great man. clubs, and a lot yeah. of people come in from out of state, from Pennsylvania, from Michigan, from, from Kentucky, West Virginia, Indiana, that are good shooters as well. Um, and they are hard to beat on any day. Right. So my goal is to try to get up into the, into the upper echelon, and I don't necessarily want to be state champion. I don't necessarily want to be national champion. That's not really what I want. What I want to be is just in the mix, mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah. So, what, so what's your overall goal? Well, I don't have anything hard set for right now because I think I need to find, if I'm going to do this right, I need to find a coach, number one. 
I know a guy. Uh, well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I do owe you. Yeah, well, this is Ep- true. Listen, this is true. Listen to episode one through 64. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> I'll, I'll make it. Hold on, I'm writing that down. Hold on. <laughs> Um, I need to find a coach that can kind of look me over and analyze all my screwy ways and weird stuff that I do. God help him. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, he's probably going to need as much counseling as I do. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and with that said, with that said, I mean, hopefully, like Anthony referred to on our last podcast, he said, uh, and I'd mentioned this before, you know, you can take a person that shoots in the sixties at a tournament and bring them up to shoot in the eighties fairly easily because of the low hanging fruit. Yeah. He said, but it's much tougher to get somebody that shoots in the eighties into the nineties yeah. because there's a lot less there to work with. So that's where I'm at. You know what I mean? And Jason's still dying. He's over still there. laughing. <laughs> Was it that funny? Did I say that? Because <laughs> it's true. He's going to do a lot of counseling. Right. He is going to do a lot of counseling. He's like, man, you're messed up, Sean. <laughs> Um, but anyways, my abs hurt. (laughs) So I'm at that point where I really need to buckle down. And if I'm going to pick up those, you know, five to 10 birds that I really need to be, be at, to be competitive, I know it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah. There's no doubt. So I got to figure out who I want to try to help me out on that and, um, and make a concerted effort to actually do it. It's just time. And, you know, again, we're, we're very limited on time with running a company and everything like that. So I'm realistic. I'm not going to be able to get coached two or three times a week for yeah. months on end. It's not but also happen. you don't want that. You don't necessarily want to do that. As, as far as finding a coach for you, my personal opinion would be you would need to decide if you want to take what you have and build it or – Learn a whole, you know, like a whole... Different approach. Yeah, well, it it could be different or it could be the same, depending on who you go to. Because the one thing I will just warn you of is understand that combining different pieces of different people's games will hurt you. Okay. And, and so, like, whoever that you go to, you would want to make sure that that was a holistic approach for you, you know? So I would say if you don't want to say, okay, I want to try to build up what I do from scratch and because I think that I got really good because of pointability and talent or whatever, um, and I think there's a better way to do this, if, if, if you're thinking that, then go to whoever that person is for you. If you're saying, like, I want to find the person who can take me to where I want to go while changing the least about uh, amount about me, probably going to be a different person than the first answer. Sure, I get that. And, and then go to that person, but then don't go to both of them. No, yeah, I, I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I totally, and that's the decision I'm trying to make right now because there's some people in my head that are rattling yeah. around that I would like to go – get coaching lessons from. However, I also know that due to either the distance mm-hmm. that I would have to travel to do that or the availability yeah. of those people, it would be fairly limited. And I, I've talked to several people, you know, here in master's class who have had lessons with Anthony and you and, you know, other people of, of the highest level. And they didn't have to take a lot of lessons, you yeah. know, just a couple, two, three, yeah, which really improved their game. And I think that's where, 
that's where I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And I'd really like somebody to kind of break me down and look at me, watch me shoot a little bit, and then yeah. figure out where I'm missing, what 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 pieces aren't there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then say, okay, this is what I noticed, and this is what I think you need to work on. Yeah. Versus, like, you know, starting from scratch and trying to learn a whole new method. I don't, yes. I don't know yeah. if that would work for me or not, to be honest with you. Um, it really depends. Like, I think people overestimate how hard it is to learn – Mechanics. Mechanics are very easy to learn. It's just movement. Mm -hmm. You know, so if I were to say, like, I want you to learn how to, you know, twiddle a pen in your fingers. Mm -hmm. About as long as it would take you to learn how to do that is how long it would take you to learn how to move the gun right in a different way. Okay. Because it's physical movement. Okay. What's hard is learning how to trust a new thing when it counts. And... That is equivalent whether you're changing what you have or building on it because it's both of it is new. Sure. So if you decide to do something where you're going to change what you do holistically, you have to do it in a way to which you believe that it's better because if you don't believe that it's better and you have any doubt, that's where it will be. No, and I totally agree. And that's yeah. I'm one of those type of people where I I have to respect the person that's teaching me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or else Same. I'm not going to get anything out of it. No. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have to think that you know more than me. Exactly. Yeah. And I've been that way my whole life about everything. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is usually why him and I go back and forth. Yeah. All right. So, all right, David, let's move to you. Goals this year. Yeah. And goals in general. Okay. Are you... Uh, I know this is kind of difficult because you've already won a world championship. No. So, it's not hard. I have... I know them all, but are you wanting... Um, I want your goals for this year. Shooting goals? Yes. Okay. Well, I mean, he probably has other goals, too. Well, I've got other goals, too, that doesn't revolve around shooting, but this is a podcast centered around sporting clays, Sean Alley. Oh, really? Did you know that? Okay. It's no, called I'm, the Dead Pair Podcast. I lost focus of that. Sorry. God, the, the, you see the guy i got to work with every week. All right. So, shooting goals for this year. Let me specify. Yeah. Shooting <laughs> goals for this year and shooting goals in general, like moving forward, so like beyond. So you just mean like an un, unlimited timeline yeah. shooting goal? Okay. For, let's start with this year. That's easy, right? Or should be easy. You should have already had it set. I mean, we're in February. Yeah. March, um, whatever. I, I can sum up what all my goals are for shooting this year by just saying something very simple. I'm, I actually am going to care about my shooting this year. Because. What? Yeah. David Radulovich. No, I don't mean it that way. I don't mean like I'm going to. I'm going to care about winning. I mean, like... That's what... That's what really? So, so if you come to the night shoot, you're going to try? No, I don't oh. mean that. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. That, I'm so. trying to clarify. Uh, there, there's specific shoots here. Okay. So. All right. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> I just want to clear the air. What I mean is that for 2021, uh, my goals were all oriented around my business and, and growing it because it that's what I had to focus on that year. It was like, okay... Which... Should, Congratulations, by the way. You've been very successful. Thank you. I yes, appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so it was like, you know, we built Cypress Creek, and we just spent a lot of money, and this needs to be successful, or both of us will be in debt a lot of money. So, <laughs> yeah. like, I don't have a choice. I can't be going to all these tournaments and take time away from my business. Sure. Um, and uh, and then the year before that was basically, to me, in shooting, it was like, well, are we going to shoot or not? You know, like, yeah. so I couldn't count that. 
I I just feel like it's been so long since I've been able to say like I want shooting to be a priority and not something else. And um I mean I have very I have a bunch of things that are I don't none of my goals are like win this or win that cuz I again I don't care about winning. All my goals in shooting are I have a list that has uh all the a holistic approach to the game. And it involves everything, literally everything that you need to do to have a perfect performance. And um, I really want, I have, I have like a, a timeline of how I want to see the progression of my analysis on that sheet go up. And uh, I'm, I'm being very realistic, and I don't think that I'm going to get 100% the next time I go. I know where I'm at right now. And the analysis is basically like how much input of work that I put in my shooting tournaments this year. Every single one of the cat there's ten categories in this. Every single one of the categories that have to do with preparation this year was a zero out of ten for me. So right off the bat, the best I can possibly do is ninety percent. Wow! And uh, for every shoot this year, I mean, I literally would work until like midnight and like. The U.S. Open, I, I left a, a event that I had at my place with students, got there at 4 in the morning and started shooting at 8.30. And you still turned in 99 feet task. Yeah, that was the event I had to do. That was and, phenomenal, by the way. Yeah, thank you. And um, but, but because of that, screwed myself for the weekend because I was, you know, it was so hot and I had no sleep and I could never catch up on it. Um, same thing for the Nationals. I wasn't prepared. Same, so, like... I got to make that a 10 eventually. Yeah. Um, and then all those categories, my goal is to get to where I actually accidentally had two shoots this year where it was perfect 10s and everything except the preparation. But um, So I want to get myself 10s and all those things. I want, I want to grade myself at 100% in my self-analysis because I know if that's 100% and I've shot a 99 with, a, with yeah. you know, an 83%, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and it's kind of an easy way to trick yourself into being process-oriented. So, I'm just going to throw it out there, because uh, you didn't, you kind of dodged the question for an overall shooting goal. Yeah. Is the elusive national championship part of that, maybe? I mean, that would be cool, you know, because I haven't won that shoot, and it's the only one I haven't won, but um, I just really don't like that shoot. <laughs> <laughs> like, if there could be one shoot I could take off my... Like, but you see now, I think that would be easier for you, because like the night shoot, where we keep picking on that. Let's take that for example. Yeah, you love that shoot so much. You go, you goof off, you have fun. Mm-hmm. We all know you could win that shoot hands down. You could HOA that shoot. Sean, is there any doubt in your mind? Nope. Okay, if he approaches it seriously, right? right. Yeah. If right. he took it seriously, he could win that shoot, right? So you're having fun there. If you don't like. That shoot, the national championship, I would think you would take that more serious because it's not a fun shoot for you. Well. Am I saying that wrong? No, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's just a matter of can I access the level of focus I need there. Yeah. For the for the, for the pilgrim shoot, the night shoot, for those who don't know, that's the same thing. Uh, I can't access the level of focus at that shoot either because I will. I want to have fun too much. Mm-hmm. Basically, put it this way. I have zero discipline when it comes to focus. That's ADHD. So 
until I can, I mean, they make medication for that, but the medication for that absolutely destroys how your eyes work. And around, I cannot take medication. Yeah, that, and I don't, I don't want to either because I don't need. I mean, maybe I would like to be able to, you know, flip a switch on and focus, but um, I don't. It doesn't help in shooting. It's at least for me. Maybe of people that don't have ADHD and abuse those drugs, it helps. But I, for someone that with actual ADHD, it ADHD it does not. Help. So I I want to. This is what I would do for both of you guys. Unsolicited advice. Uh, Bring it for your goals. I think maybe the biggest mistake that people make when setting goals in in one specific thing is that we don't account for our goals in everything else. And it should be expected for me that my shooting goals should be of the top priority. But it shouldn't be expected to be that way for anybody other than somebody who does shooting for a job. Mm -hmm. Right. And it can be, but it shouldn't be expected to be that way. And so... And this is what I was talking about, that huge, massive, long piece of paper earlier on, and I think the other episode um, that I had my student do. But you guys have a podcast, you have business, you have business, you shoot, and so many other things. But write down, start it off by just writing down what to you is important. And uh, all the things that you own or do or participate in, write them all down. And then give the goals that you want for all of them. And then prioritize those goals based off of the priority of those, of those categories. And then that will help you understand if it's, a, if it's an accomplishable goal within that timeline. Because if we don't do it that way, if I, if I were to say, I want to win. I want to win three more world championships in the next five years. Taking account for the fact that I can compete in two of them per year because a world fee test and a world sporting class championship. If I were to say that, well, I don't, I can't think of a good goal for this, but basically what I'm saying, like, I also have a business that I really care about. I teach a lot. And, uh, you know, like that would kind of be an irresponsible goal for all of the other things that I hold important in my life. Because if I were to want to do that, then I would have to really cut back on my teaching, really cut back <coughs> on my business and I really love those things. Sometimes, more, you know, it, to me, the three things that I do mainly fluctuate which one's more important at that immediate time. And so um, what could very easily happen is I won't accomplish those goals and I will be discouraged. And I will think that I did something wrong or that I, or I'm not good enough to accomplish those goals. And it especially happens in short-term goals. Yeah. So I would do that because it can really also help you to just really, and it might really help you with the podcast too. It'll help you with, you know, um, it'll really help you with understanding like, okay, well, here's our goals for the podcast and for shooting. That's really important to get down on paper because now we can determine how and what we do when we go to these tournaments. Maybe we'll pick tournaments just for the podcast and then pick some just for shooting. We never did this for fame or notoriety. Yeah. We did this to help people, and we had no idea that we would touch so many people. And it's awesome. We're very humbled by it. Yeah, it's very humbling. But, but now we have, and we feel an obligation to continue and set goals to move forward for the year. Um, our shooting was always about fun, so maybe we never took it that serious. Yeah. 
And we never had personal sponsors that we had, like you. You know, you and shooting had personal sponsors. Mm-hmm. So you found an obligation to perform. You mentioned that earlier in this in yeah. this very episode. You felt an obligation to perform a certain way. Okay, well, we don't have that in our personal shooting. We have sponsors for our podcast, but we don't have that for personal shooting. So we never took it to that level. Does that make sense what I'm trying to say? Yeah, and you probably felt... <clears throat> pressured to take it to that level once the podcast started uh, yeah we did yeah 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 we sure. figured people be looking at us and what we're doing and yeah, sorry i'm not going to be whipping on anthony or <laughs> zach or david anytime soon no i'll just be realistic so. yeah. but th- that was never our goal no it wasn't I mean, you know i mean we we want to help look this, this sport did a lot for both of us mm-hmm. it really truly did and we wanted to give back from the from from day one from the, from the time we first bought our first piece of recording equipment, we wanted to give back. Yeah. And that's that's all we were. There was no, we never had, like I said, any intention of notoriety or fame or fortune or any of that. It was just to help people. You can throw the fortune out the window. Yeah, that shit's gone. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah, this is, if you want to make a million dollars in podcasting, you start with two. Yeah. At least in our, at least in sporting clays, or you can make two hundred and fifty million and be Joe Rogan. Yes, you could. Yeah, <laughs> well, we got to talk about a lot more than clay targets. You know, you said that, you know, people are going to care because of who you are. Like, don't let yourself think that your value is just in the fact that you guys host a podcast. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's. I'd agree. It's one small part of who we are. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, I would hope so. <laughs> uh, you have a massive value to my therapist's income. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. David, I would make any psychologist or therapist very, very wealthy. <laughs> so if, if I have a question for each of you guys, do you want me to make it shooting related? Because this is not about the Q&A. No, 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 no. It don't have to be. And we're going for anything goes. Uh, PG, PG thirteen, <laughs> PG. You know. Yep, PG. I mean, whatever. I don't care. I mean, if, if I if I if I won't answer, I won't answer. I mean, that's that's all there is. Go to it. go for, go for Sean first. I'll let him be the guinea pig. Oh, I don't lucky. Well, I was thinking it was supposed to be shooting related, so I only had shooting related ones. And shooting related's fine. Oh, we, we, the, we, that's okay. We, we can go into yeah. the because I can come up with really good non-shooting related questions for the Q and A. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Okay, so do shooting related? Sure. Sure. Okay, is it okay if it's boring? But it's also really important. No. There's no such thing as boring. This is about learning. So. Okay. So Le- then my, learning is boring, dude. My it's question just natural. My qu- <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> my question for both of you guys is the same thing and it's a two part question. It would be what do you think that uh and you have to answer this for yourself and for each other. So it would be what's your biggest strength in relation to whatever your goal is in shooting and what's your biggest weakness so who answers which one so you have to answer that question for yourself and for the other person oh wow mm. okay sean two-part question you answer for yourself and then for me i, and I, I can answer i can ask this question to you guys because you're good enough friends that you can be honest with each other on it and I want to see if Sean's getting thrown right <laughs> under the bus. No, I, I'm just kidding. But I wanted to, I want to know if you're honest, if you're either honest or aware enough about yourself, because I know the other person will know the right answer. And 
I want to see if you, if how they compare. I just I got to think for a second here. I'm trying to put things into words. Well, if you're ready, Jason, just go ahead and go. No, no, no. You're first. Why? Why am I always first? You're the youngest and the biggest, ugliest. Somehow that all I keep going comes into play. Not sure. The worst. Um. Okay. So as far as me, I think one of my biggest strengths is perseverance. I don't quit. Mm-hmm. I, I I keep after things until I figure them out. Mm-hmm. Um, Your weakness? That's what I'm having a hard time with. Uh, weaknesses, maybe I don't give myself enough credit and or I don't feel like I'm going to be able to accomplish what I want in a reasonable amount of time. So for a weakness, it would almost be like undervaluing? Yeah, that's probably a good word for it. I mean, I, I, I'm just not that guy. I don't, I don't exude all the cocky confidence yeah. that some other people do. Yeah. So um, how would you relate those that strength and weakness to, like, with what your goal is to accomplish in shooting, which we just talked about? If I put my mind to it, I can accomplish anything, yeah. and I and I think and, and within reason, yeah, yeah. within reason, you know, within reason. Um, on the weakness side of things, I think I need to mentally give myself enough credit that I can accomplish this stuff. Yeah. And do you think that maybe because sometimes you think that you can't or you undervalue yourself that sometimes it holds you back from attempting it or fully It, it can. Yeah, it can. Especially since this isn't like the priority of my life. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like I give it, I give it the credit that it's due mm-hmm. because I, I love this sport. It's a hobby. But at the same time, it's a hobby. Yeah. It's not a job for me. Yeah. So – Maybe I'm not taking it seriously enough. I yeah. yeah, I don't know. Well, that's only for you to decide. I would. Yeah. What you would want to ask yourself is that would that, but would the weakness aspect of what you're doing, uh, basically allow you to never actually get around to trying to do what you're saying that you want to do? And and that could be it too, because yeah. I know I'm going to have to make a choice to get where I want to go. I, I believe I'm going to have to sacrifice some other things to get there. Mm-hmm. And I'll have to make that decision when I... If it's worth it. Yeah, right. Yeah. right. All right, Jason, your turn. You're looking at me for you got to call out my strength and weakness. You, you're you're going to talk about your strength no, and weakness. And then, I'll, no, then yeah, we'll, yeah, go, we'll do it that way. Then I'm we'll the go, boss Then right we'll now. go level okay, two. Okay, all right, all right. So what do you want to know first? <laughs> oh, no, I like being the boss in your office. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it's just either or. Um, My strength is my weakness and vice versa. Yeah. I would say that my biggest strength is being determined and passionate and that's also weakness because i can take it too serious i can put more into it than i know i'll ever get out of it if that makes sense in other words my goals when i'm training and working hard my goals somehow become bigger than what i could ever accomplish you you could basically like you could like shooting so much that you try to do it as a career and end up being a shooting coach and owning a gun club and not making any money Oh, oh, wait, that's me. Yeah, no, <laughs> my head's not that big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, so I have a lot of passion yeah. for it. Um, Sean will tell you that when I get into something, I'm into it waist deep, if not over my head. Mm-hmm. Um, You're taking away my answers for the next part of this. <laughs> sorry. Uh, but so that, that could be a good thing, right? Because I'm very passionate about it. Yep. It's also a bad thing because sometimes I'll let my priorities get mixed up or my goals get mixed up in my priorities. So 
I'll be putting in a lot of work, a lot of effort, and then all of a sudden think I'm better than I am. And I'll let that determine my goals. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So. Then does it influence your response to not attaining them? Yes. Yeah. So that would be my goals. Uh, I'm sorry, my strength and my weaknesses is passion. And the weakness is also a passion. Mm -hmm. So now I guess I'll switch gears to Sean. Um, I would say his biggest strength is his ability to be mentally. <laughs> I'm really going to say this. He's, he's laughing. I, mentally stable. Holy <laughs> shit. Um, no, I mean, but his mental state of mind, Sean has got the ability, ability to be very even keel. Yeah. I, when yeah. most people would. Freak out or flip out, Sean can be You're like whatever. Okay, Sean can be very level headed, and that's very good in shooting yeah, because he doesn't get too excited. He doesn't throw the shells. I mean, he might shake his head in disgust. He might be like, "Come on, Sean, you're better than that." You know, I've heard him do that a couple times, but he doesn't overreact. I guess is what I'm getting at. His weakness is sometimes when he starts. To shoot bad, instead of going home and working extra hard, he just talks it up. Ah, I had about a weekend. Yeah, and that's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because I think where he needs to go home and maybe work on a certain thing. Yeah, he just talks it up as all. Oh, I just had a bad day. Yeah, and it's no discredit to Sean. Sean is a phenomenal. Listen, anybody that's listening to this that's never seen Sean shoot, Sean is a absolutely phenomenal shoot. I've seen him do stuff. When nobody else could, but, but it's also I'm glad a this detriment. Is getting recorded because I'm going to play this for posterity. <laughs> you know, honestly, that's very similar to me. I'm very hard to excite in a both good and bad way, and but also because of that, I tend not to take like if I mess up really bad on something, or I, I'm like, ah, and it doesn't. The fact that it doesn't. Doesn't bother, bother me. Yeah. Kind of makes it sometimes it's very easy to get passive on things. Yeah, mm -hmm. and I, I think that's a good description of Sean. Yeah. Is so he won't th let things bother him, so he gets passive on them. Yeah, and to me, it, whether it's a certain target or maybe it was a style of targets throughout that tournament that really just ate me up. I'm going to go home and grind on those targets, and Sean won't do that. Mm -hmm. Sean will just talk, eh, you yeah, just bad day, bad yeah. weekend. And let it go. Me, I'm just because I'm so passionate. There we go. There we go with the strength and the weakness. I'll go home and grind. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, I really don't. I mean, it's good, it's good and bad for both. Because right for Sean, you like you probably don't ever really feel like if you if I were to say, you know, most people f have a fluidly changing problem, target, or thing in their game that's different all the time and there's always some problem that's developed, you would probably answer that question like, I don't really feel like I have that problem because I'm pretty much the same every time I go out, right? I, pretty much. That's yeah. fairly accurate. You know? It can be a strength and uh, is that you never are psychologically influenced by a problem. Like it, you never develop, you don't ever have a self-fulfilling prophecy of a problem that you create in your own head that affects your score. It's just going to be like it is what it is, basically. And yeah. Yeah. You know, and um, but then, you know, if you're blind to a problem, it will be 
I mean, this is, I'm just t- basically telling you what my problems because I'm the same way. And the way that you are would be really good for when, when you're identifying a problem because it will be easier for you to get out of it without somebody giving you direction. Yeah. But the, uh, but the problem will be is that you can create a problem in your head a lot right. easier and then it'll influence your scores. Yep. So I'm, I'm anxious to hear Sean's answers. Well, my answer is going to pretty much reiterate a lot what you said. I mean, number one, your strength is that when you go in, you are all in. I mean, on anything you've ever done, mud racing, motocross, shooting, when Jason Rambo goes after it, it's everything and then some. And that's that's a great strength because a lot of people can't do that. Yeah, You know what I mean? To, to the passion that he has about shooting – I mean, we have this discussion all the time. I've learned so much about the the top level shooters in this game just from having the podcast. Before that, I really didn't care. Yeah, and, and, and nothing. No offense no, against you. you, don't you have, or nothing I like don't that. take offense that you don't care about I, people like me. <laughs> you know, it's like, like I'm not that important. It's like I know who Tom Brady is, but yeah. I don't know his passing stats. Exactly. I don't know his rushing. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not that into it. Jason's yeah. that guy. Yeah, Jason knows who who you know won this tournament or that tournament, or, yes. or he was this accomplishment or that accomplishment. To, to Sean's point, if your head was in a guillotine and there was three people standing in front of you or, or in front of Sean. And they said, you got to pick out David Dulovich. And there's Joe Pesci, you, and Arnold Schwarzenegger. He'd pick out Joe Pesci. Well, all you got to do is point at we, David Dulovich. You don't know try, that. You, know. you don't know that. Um, uh, yeah. It, so, so, again, Jason's very passionate, and, and that is a huge strength for anybody that wants to do something well. Yeah. On the other side of the ballpark, I think, I think as far as a weakness goes, to mirror again what a lot of, of what Jason said is that he takes things sometimes so seriously that he overcompensates yeah. and mentally gets in his head and gets in a place where he can't back it up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he gets into overdrive and yeah. he tries to try harder when yeah. really you just need to relax. Yeah. So that's that's what I see. I, I got to give you props because my own wife threw me into the bus last time I asked her a question, <laughs> and I thought for sure I had my guns loaded. I figured it was coming. So thank you, Sean. I, I appreciate that. I'm glad this is recorded. Yeah. I'm gonna if this could be framed, I would frame it. So <laughs> you um, get an NFT of this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. You know, have it printed. You know, a good printer. Yeah. You know, okay. Yeah. Cool. Pretty well, close I'll by. Put I on think. a sign. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, then. All right, then. <clears throat> oh, man. Well, Jason, uh, once again, the time has gone long with Mr. Radulovich. No, you don't say. Yeah, I know. It's uh, <laughs> wee hours of the evening or morning, however you want to call it. And here we are. Yes. So I, th- I think we've covered a lot. Not everything we could with David, but that's like Some- we could build a whole year. Yeah, sometimes it just takes episodes. longer to get those answers, and <laughs> we accept that. We accept that. God love you, David. We're just kidding with you, man. Yeah, we're just joking with you, man. It's always oh, great to have you here. Anything. I mean, somebody with your level of experience, dude, it's it's just always great to hear you guys or hear, yeah, hear you I talk mean, to it's, us. And, it's fun to pick your brain. Yeah, so definitely, definitely. You got a big old melon up there to oh, yeah. dig into. There's so a lot of, There's a lot of – I got to comb through a lot of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like most of us. Yeah. Like diamond in the rough. You're just digging for that diamond. Yep. Right? Well, David, any f- closing thoughts before we put the wraps on this one? Um, well, I would say that 
I mean, no closing thoughts. I I appreciate you guys having me and letting me keep you up from a planned four o'clock visit to now <laughs> being probably past midnight by the time we get uh, out of I'm here. I'm not gonna comment. Yeah, a- anytime, dude. And, anytime. Uh, <laughs> it's not like we do this every week. So. Yeah, yeah. I've, I I enjoy hanging out with you guys. It's a lot of fun. Hell yeah, hell um, yeah. We do too. We yeah. love having you. Yep. For yeah, sure. we'll have to. Uh, yeah, I mean, anyways, the um, no, I would say like. Keep doing what you're doing with your podcast and and follow what your you know what your goals are with it and and uh, you know it's really fun for me uh, to listen to and hear you guys have your guests on and and uh, let your personalities come through some because it, it's uh, it's fun. Well, this has been a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, David, it it's, it's always a treat having you yeah. here, man. Yeah. I, I know we we give you a hard time sometimes, but <laughs> well, we, that's because I think that kind of stuff is funny, so it encourages it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if well, you laugh at people making fun of you, you're probably not going to get people to stop. That's it. why I think yeah. the Q and A podcast is going to be fun. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. I think well, I think we'll have some fun with that one. I think everybody will get a good laugh out of that one. Yep. Yeah. In our little circle of friends, it's not. If we're going to make fun of you, it's when. Yeah, it has to be. You have to bust each other's balls. I mean, it's just the way it is. If you can't do that with your friends, it's too delicate of a friendship. Yeah, you're you're not that good of friends. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we've made some cuts to where it's like, dude, we're in front of people. (laughs) You want to back down a little bit? Yeah. So, yeah, Uh, it's been been interesting. Yeah. No, dude, I mean, like I said, this is this has been great. Um, I, I love being able to just kind of relax and actually just shoot the breeze. Yeah. I mean, this this has just felt like a kind of a roundtable discussion, yeah. not so much of a podcast. Yeah. yeah, it didn't feel like pressured to ask certain questions. Or... It didn't feel like work. Let's yeah. put it that way. It yeah. didn't feel like work. It doesn't yeah. feel like work, and it doesn't feel like a lecture. And, and, you know, that's the difference between, from my perspective, you know, I sometimes – you don't want to take the approach of that you feel like, you know, you came with an agenda and I'm trying to ram it down people's throats. Right. Yeah. You no, know, because that comes off pretty ungenuine. Yep. Um, but this one was really fun to do and hopefully will be fun to listen to. Well, yeah. Hopefully everybody will make yeah. sense of all our ramblings. People are going to be like, that is the worst <laughs> podcast we've ever listened to. Well, you know, <laughs> never know. Everybody never know. on Facebook and Instagram voted for us to have longer podcasts. Yeah. And I think you said it best on the way here that Joe Rogan has like a three and a half, four hour podcast. Yeah, sometimes they're over five hours. Yeah, yeah. so there you go, people. Yeah, <laughs> we might, we, between these two parts here, we might be pushing that. I mean, if we had the mics on <clears throat> the whole time, it would it would have been. Oh, it would have been. Five, if we had the mics on the whole time, the FCC would shut us down. Midnight, seven hours. Yeah. Seven hours. The FCC would shut us down. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty we're, lengthy. We're gonna leave that alone. Yeah. I think we've covered quite a bit, and hopefully that some of this mental discussion about the challenges we all face when we're shooting, hopefully David has has definitely helped anybody that may be suffering from the ADHD thing. And, and, and again, me and you both could possibly have it. I've just never been diagnosed with it. A lot of it rings true from what you've been saying, David. So I'm like. In in respect to that, there's so much more to go in that. Um, If I went in, like – it, it needs kind of like specific questions to be asked, and because I, I don't know it good enough to lecture it yet because I'm right. still learning it. Right. Um, but if anybody needs help with that, reach out. Yeah. But I mean, because I can, I if you have the questions and I can ask you, and we can go back and forth. I I really can be helpful. That I mean, what I basically touched on is is like a little bit of what. There's so much more science, and it's freaking fascinating. Yeah. David, if, if anybody wants to pick your brain a little bit farther, how can they get a hold of you? So I actually, 
I'm, I'm, I'm hard to get a hold of on the phone. No, I, but, you don't uh, say, Dave. Come on, brother. But not anymore. And, and honestly, it's true. <laughs> Sean's like, dying. He turned man. over New I, Leaf I this did. year. In 2022, I decided that if the world might end this year, so I might as well get better at answering phone calls. But, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but no, so I did change my whole business structure, and I really, really like it because before, long story short, I was doing video calls starting at 5 a.m., going straight uh, skipping lunch, sometimes skipping, most of the time skipping breakfast unless I had to cook it for my students that were at the lodge, and and on video calls or phone calls until midnight, sometimes one o'clock. I mean, for I went, I mean, just without any breaks. The last time I took a vacation was twenty seven eighteen, and wow. I mean, and I don't take weekends off. I don't take a day off in the. I mean, I just literally just work all the time, and not saying I'm doing that every day. I mean, you know. Probably sometimes it's seven to midnight or something like that. But the uh, and if it, when you're in the business of selling your time, it's not possible to answer the phone when someone's paying for your time. Yeah, right. I can and see that. My problem is because I actually have a legitimate excuse for this now because of the ADHD. I like my job a lot. It gives me the dopamine, and I can't stop. How's that? Guys? <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 yeah. the simple question was, how yeah. does somebody get a hold of you? And you're. Yeah. On a rant. On a rant. Yeah, but so anyways, <laughs> long story short, now, I, like, I took the time off restruct- to restructure the business because that's a problem. But if you – and if you want to get a hold of me, the problem was that you'd call me and I'd be booked w- with somebody else. So now I have a schedule on my website, on the Cypress Creek website. You can just go to cypresscreekshooting.com. And I know that, like, if you – you can try calling me and I will absolutely answer the phone if I'm not teaching – but if I am teaching when you try to get a hold of me, the best thing to do is at cypresscreekshooting.com, go to and click the instruction tab, and there's a thing you can just book, a 15-minute phone call, 30-minute phone call, one-hour phone call, or two-hour uh, phone. All of those could be video, too. And if you got a question about shooting, we can record the video call. It's instruction-based. You send in the questions um, through my scheduler, and I actually prepare and can give you a thing online. But... Um, that's the best way to get a hold of me on the phone. You can uh, text or call me um, at uh, 501-557-3000. And then uh, an e- the best email for me is booking at uh, cypresscreekshooting.com. All of those contact information things are uh, managed by more than just myself. So that's why I'm giving those ones out because you'll get a hold of me. Gotcha. Good, good deal. Well, we've mentioned the Q&A with Sean and I uh, uh, several times, and Dave's going to host it. Um, if you got questions for us, go to our website, thedeadpair.com, and click on the Contact tab, and it's going to send an email to both Sean and I. We're going to forward those questions right to David. He could pick and choose. <laughs> I'm sure there might be some salty ones in I'm there. I'm going to throw you... some in for myself. Oh, oh might, boy. As well. might as well. Uh, you know, you might as well get Kaylee in this mix. You might as well include her and see if she's got anything for us. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, feel free to send us some questions. It doesn't have to be non-shooting related. Just don't ask us coaching questions because that's for David. That's not for Sean and I. We're not coaches. We're not at that level. And we're modest enough to admit that. Is so. it fair to say they can ask you questions about, like, your journey in shooting? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fine. That, yeah, we're happy just, to, we're happy to give our opinion on what we know. Yeah, yeah. just don't ask us coaching questions. Yeah, don't, I guess is what. Don't yeah. a, don't ask us the technical stuff. I'm going to ask yeah. you about like a muscle imbalance in the eye and how it influences eye dominancy and placement of the gun and stuff like that. 
I'm going to have to study up. I'm out on that one. I'm, just, I'm not going to be. David, listen, I have astigmatism in both eyes. I have cataracts in both eyes. Yeah. And I have presbopia in both eyes. Yeah. I'm a basket case when it comes to vision. Okay. Let alone the mental side of things. Yeah. So, yeah. I Trust me, dude. If I had money, I could be make you rich. All right. But so. I'm not even going to say anything at all. Do you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. I'm not saying a word. Don't look at me in that tone of voice. Yeah. Yeah. When I ask you a question, you keep your mouth shut. Do you think I'm talking to hear myself talk? Answer me. So This is really accurate, honestly. This is a, a really accurate depiction of Jason. Yeah, yeah. David's dying. He's still smiling. Look at him. So anyway, thank you very much to Bear Pell, Atlas Traps, Odo Pro Technologies, Negrini Cases, Rhino Chokes, RE Ranger, KLMO, Game Boy US, and White Flower Targets. Thank you very much for supporting us. <laughs> Folks, sorry this one went long, but at the same time, not sorry. Right, yeah. Sean? No, this was a lot of good information. Hopefully, like I said, between all of our ramblings, the the message will come through to people that listen. Well, I mean, anybody that has any knowledge or understanding of David Rodolovich understands that it's going to be a 30-minute answer to a 10-second question. And that's, question, and that's so. fine. I don't want to beat but David it, up anymore you know what, about no, that. David, I'm teasing you, but your answers to our questions have been very, 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 not just entertaining, but very informative. So we, we appreciate that. Yeah, and I think um, the biggest thing is is that just realizing that we all fight that mental issue, no matter whether, whether we have anything that – you know, adds to that or not. Yeah. We all struggle in the box. We all struggle with our tournaments and it's to master the game. You need to master the mental side of things. Yeah. Well, I don't, you, I don't think master it, you. Yeah. I don't think it matters what class you're shooting or if it's your first tournament or if you've shot 500 tournaments to some degree, there's, there's a mental game there. Yeah. And David's done phenomenal work. And I could say this because we're 20 years older than him. David's done phenomenal job of research and understanding of every aspect of that. So it's been it's been great having you on, Dave. We, yeah, thank we you appreciate guys. it. Absolutely, appreciate man. It. Our Anytime. pleasure. Yeah. Thank so you. send those questions in for the Q and A segment. Send the questions in for questions for the coaches. We still have Don Grant, John Woolley, Corey Cruz, Brad Kidd, Kevin DeMichael yet to go. Um, we've already done some with Chad Roberts, Dave David Ordulovich, and Bill Elliott. So check those out on YouTube. Those are all video answers to your questions for the coaches. And maybe, you know what, Dave, if you're not opposed to it, maybe we can get some video uh, from your shooting facility down there in Arkansas. Maybe we get, you know, oh, a you mean, questions. Me, me sent, oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, if maybe if Kaylee's willing to run the, the camera for a minute, um, if yeah. it's a question that you need to answer by video, maybe we get that answer. Listen, anytime I can get her behind the camera videoing me, I'm in. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Cool. Oh, she's always the one used to be in the famous. Listen, Olympian. I don't mean anything negative by this, okay? But I'd much rather look at Kaylee on the camera than you. <laughs> well, that's so. why I said what I said. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> I'm married, okay? Don't take that the wrong way. I'm just saying that you're you got a head that you need a <laughs> wide angle pair of. Would you be nice? I mean, seriously, <laughs> just for a minute. <laughs> you need a panoramic you're gonna, you're gonna have view to put lens. These, you're gonna have to put these things like in a box for me because I've stretched these headphones out. So you much. have. You've ruined our headphones. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna give David a complex? Yeah, we could have got you like can. two twelve-inch kicker speakers 
and, and a giant rubber band to put around his head for headphones, you know. Yeah. Good Lord. Well, everybody, hey, uh, don't forget, take somebody new shooting. Take somebody new to a tournament. Introduce yes. them to this sport. Uh, show them the fun it is. Uh, give them the love and the passion that we all have for it uh, because that's the only way this thing is going to grow. Yes, and this has been a crazy two episodes, but we hope everybody takes something from it. And, Sean, until next week, we'll see you all right back here on the Dead Pair Podcast.